Welcome to Duct Tape and Paper Clips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And right now we are breaking down season two, episode 19, Bush Bushmaster. Master. <laughs> We're going to find out how this holds up. But first, let's catch up a little. Annie, what's going on with you in your life right now? Anything fun? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, fun things. Trying to, um, you know, orchestrate a cross-country move, um, which is just so fun. Um, <laughs> you went from Vermont to Chicago to California, and now you're going back to New York. It's yes. like kind of, you're kind of, yeah, you're really hopping from one part of the country Hop, to another. Yeah, I have crisscrossed the country only to go back to where I'm from, which mm. isn't that just the way that... That's what salmon do. It, it all happens. <laughs> um, so that's it. Yeah, it's exciting. I am starting my new job remotely, which I'm actually very thankful for because I yeah. got to like sort of do one thing at a time, um, which is kind of nice, like get get used to my new job and then, you know, in a couple months actually do right. the move. So that's what's happening. And while I'm in the process of like trying to figure out all of these logistics, I am listening to an audiobook about burnout. <laughs> <laughs> is it helping? It's a little ironic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's about sort of how millennials specifically like older millennials like and their relationship to work um and i'm finding it very interesting to sort mm. of like think about how precarious our generation feels um with regard to workplace stuff um and i am learning things like that i didn't even realize about myself and my own relationship to work so um yeah it's been interesting uh what's yeah. going on with you oh man um I, I feel like I spent most of the pandemic uh, having that kind of a conversation with myself about mm -hmm. like, you know, because we had gotten to a point where like, you know, we'd been running a comedy club for five years every goddamn waking second of the day and really identifying our whole like, you know, our whole personality is like this club and the work that we do on it. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it was pulled away from us. And I think sometimes that's a good way to reflect on your relationship to work. So uh, we're, we're uh, to that end, trying to like reopen the club with a different mentality and a different mm -hmm. relationship to the work that we do. Um, and so far it's been great. Um, and as far as the uh, fun shit, um, we, I've watched two dumb movies in the last two days that I really enjoyed. Um, I watched that Raya and the Last Dragon um, okay. movie at the drive-in. Oh, uh, you went to the drive-in. Nice. It was kind of a nightmare. Um, we thought Why? it's a beautiful night and it won't be buggy because it's like early in the year. We piled the two dogs in. We've done this before where we just like all, you know, two people, two dogs in the back of an SUV with the tailgate open. Beautiful night. Uh, it's real fun. Uh, it turned out to be a hundred degrees. It, de it never got any cooler <laughs> and it was insanely buggy. <laughs> um, so I sat on the bumper, like getting eaten alive while, cause it was so goddamn hot. I couldn't get inside the car. Natalie was in the car and, oh my um, God. and I couldn't hear half the movie cause the movie, cause the sound is coming from inside the car. Oh you know? <laughs> so what I heard and saw, I liked of the movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you do the thing that I do, which is like, I will myself to do the fun thing, even though it's not fun. 100%. Um, and I just am like white knuckling my way yes. through the thing that I decided was going to be really fun. Um, yeah, of and course. At no point do I consider like, oh, I don't have to do this. This is well, a recreational thing. The problem is that I I think the older you get, the more your default becomes, I don't want to do that. I don't need to do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and so like you have to force yourself if you ever want to have any fun to do the thing that you think will be fun. And I did this and, you know, a friend of the podcast, Carter, my eight-year-old nephew came with his mom. <laughs> they they were in the car next to us. He had a blast, you know, he, he was having a great yeah. time. And, uh, you know, little kids apparently don't care if they're 100 degrees and getting eaten alive no, by mosquitoes. Not um, at all. So it was worth it for that. But so that was fun. And then last night we uh, we watched Bill and Ted Face the Music, which was surprisingly entertaining. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, and this is, is this a Disney Plus thing? Uh, I think we rented it on Amazon. Okay. But um, it was when that first movie came out, the whole the whole premise of the movie toward the end was like the George Carlin character was like, you guys are destined to write a song that will like unite the world. 
And that was like the, they, they were like two slackers. Their band was going to change the world, right? And now <laughs> 25 years later or whatever, they have to come up with a script that's, that fulfills that promise, um, which was very, uh, it was a very tall order, I thought. And I thought they did a really nice job with it. And yeah, after, I know we've talked on this podcast about the Netflix movie or the Netflix TV show Dark, which I love mm-hmm. and is so fucked up and really beautiful in a very like, kind of soulless German way. Um, it, it, and it has that sort of determinism, uh, few, like tr- time travel thing where you can't change anything. And I turned to Natalie at one point during Bill and Ted and was like, this is exactly like dark. Like, <laughs> fil- fil- like the philosophy of the time travel part of this movie is exactly like dark. Oh, interesting. Very different uh, so tone. You have to, yeah, you, it's, you yeah. cannot change a single thing about yeah. the time travel aspect. I, your story about the drive-in made me kind of excited because because I have decided um, that my first movie back in theaters that I really want to see is going to happen in June when In the Heights comes out. It's okay. coming out in theaters and on HBO Max. Um, uh-huh. And I will be seeing that in the theater. That is going to be my first movie theater movie. Have you seen that show action. on Broadway? I have. I've seen that show on Broadway. Um, Washington Heights is the neighborhood that my dad grew up in. Um, oh. So I have a lot of like emotional connection to that show. And gotcha. so I'm very excited to to see it. And I'm just excited that like there's going to be movie theaters again where like movies like that, which are just so much better if you see them, yes. you know, in person. I yeah. think, you know, for me, like I have a really hard time staying present when I'm watching stuff at home, um, unless it's incredibly gripping and interesting. Like I am on my phone and I, you know, have taken all the steps to try to not be on my phone as much as I am, but it is very hard to focus on, on yes, stuff. Um, you're saying Bushmaster didn't keep your attention, Annie? <laughs> I believe I have said and will continue to say that. <laughs> did not. I had to watch it twice. Yeah. But the other thing I've been watching um, that I want to just highly recommend to everyone is Hacks on Me HBO too. Max. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. It's so great. hilarious. Uh, the jokes are so funny and the cast is unbelievable. Man, so. has Jean Smart had a fucking hell of a year, hasn't she? Right? Um, she's amazing. It's a great show. We've been watching it too, uh, just devouring it. And it's not often that a show about comedy like kind of finds a new way in that's actually compelling and um and and features female characters so prominently and it just uh, it it does a lot of things right it's very very great yeah a lot of shows about comedy are like super insidery and and kind of boring for non-comedians but like i watched hacks with a a now non-comedian who (laughs) was engaged in it and laughing the whole time um which is not something that i've seen yeah you can't um, say that for the pete, for the pete holmes show the pete holmes show and what was that? you know what was it called again crashing thank you <laughs> um, thank you yeah so crashing and then also it reminded me of like shows that i love um but uh but i feel like some non-comedians have like struggle with because mm-hmm. they're too like referential um like like a difficult people for example or something like that um where this seems to like have the the ability to kind of like engage a yeah because the co- because the comedy is the backdrop and it's really like this could be a show about Celine Dion you know it's about someone who totally. like has a Vegas residency she's in show business you know that archetype you don't need to know the ins and outs of stand up to know that um this is and the dyna- the power dynamic between the two characters it's very easy to pick up on even if you're not a, co- a comic and i think that it really helps that it is set in Vegas mm-hmm. it is not set in like New York City or LA or Chicago where it's like the scene is part of the show um this is like a very much a, like a bottle kind mm-hmm. of fish out of water at uh, right. premise. And so like that helps too, because it's not like, oh, there's like, you know, people popping up like in crashing. It's a great example. Like mm-hmm. half of the joke is like all of these famous uh, and not so famous comedians who are popping up that like you might get a kick out of, you know, seeing a reference to right, like, this right. is kind of uh, not that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. And you, you said the thing about um, what movie you're going to see in the theater first. 
I think I'm probably going to be a little too nervous and a little too busy to do much this summer, but I can mm-hmm. guarantee you if it, if it doesn't change again, the new James Bond movie is coming out on my birthday in October. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will... thought you were going to say Dune for some reason, uh, which also I mean, is that's supposed a... to come out in yeah. October. I uh... will probably see that, I guess, in the theater because that seems like a theater <laughs> one. But uh, yeah. but I've been waiting for this fucking Bond movie for like two years because they they had to push it off because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, Bond is problematic, but I've been a fan for a long time and it's coming out on my birthday now. So I'm definitely going to be in the theater for that. All right, Mom. Well, um, we should get to our episode, but before that, let's bring in our guest. We have a returning guest this week. Oh my goodness, our second returning guest ever. Uh, 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 a fabulous trumpeter, vocalist. Uh, she regularly tours with the Trey Anastasio band. She's got an amazing jazz, soul, funk career. And uh, if you get the chance to see her live, you should do that. Um, this is my personal sister, Jennifer Hartswick. Personal Hi, sister. It kind of sounded like you were going to say my personal assistant, but then you said my, my personal, personal sister, sister. assistant. <laughs> my personal brother. Hello. How are you? Hi. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. We were just talking off mic about how now you're it's getting nice out and things are opening back up again and you're able to play music for people again. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. It's very exciting um, and necessary. For those yeah. of us who do this for not only a living, but for our sanity. So yeah, yeah. fun things ahead. Are Hopefully. you doing like, are you, I don't even know. Are you doing a tour of some kind this summer? What are you doing? As your personal sister, you should know the answer. Um, I need to talk to my personal assistant about what your, my personal <laughs> sister's schedule is like. <laughs> um, I, I'm like in the like um, easing back into phase. Cause I feel like there's, not only every single band who has been on hiatus for over a year, but also fewer venues because a lot of them had to close. Mm-hmm. So the mad rush is real. And in, I kind of feel like I'll be like sliding into like phase two fall of tour stuff. I, I have some stuff booked, but I'm not like, you know, crazy out there. I can relate to that because that yeah. that's what we're doing with the comedy club. We're, we're shooting to open in the fall and it's the same thing. I'm seeing like clubs, like jump to open and I'm seeing yeah. comedians jump to go do shows and try to get into yeah. clubs and get back into it and stuff. And I, I, it feels like I could pump the brakes for a minute. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. let other people yeah. have the first crack at things. That's exactly how I feel. Like yeah. if you want to, if you are dying to go get it, go get it. And I'll see you out there in the fall. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. It's like, let's see how all this stuff works. Um, let's like, you know, let's see if any variants pop up. Yeah. Let's see if variants <laughs> pop up. Let's see, yeah. make sure we're, we're good to go. Um, but so far so good with the vaccine stuff, which is really good to see like more and more data coming out that like vaccinated people are, are super Pretty well protected. protected in these group settings. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, hopefully enough people are getting it because we opening everything, whether you like it or not, yeah. uh, without masks. So hopefully yes. enough people. Well, I hate to tell you, I'm keeping my mask uh, for certain yeah. situations. I'm there never going like, to the grocery store again without a mask on. I mean, I didn't get a cold for over a year. Why exactly. would I ever want to go exactly. back to a non yeah. not having a cold lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, this is I've never not gotten sick. This is amazing. I know. Like, yeah. thank you. Plus, it's such a fashion statement and I don't have to wear makeup. Yeah. And I like the sort of like ability to be like a touch more anonymous and not be like perceived. Like I don't get as much like strangers telling me to smile um, (laughs) when I have a mask on. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then there's that sort of anonymity that comes like, yeah, I could walk by somebody I know and kind of pretend like... The dream. Yes. They all know it's you. You are not, you're fooling no one. (laughs) (laughs) I know we talked last time uh, about the fact that I was obsessed with MacGyver as a kid and you kind of watched it with me as a little kid. I remember you saying that you uh, thought he was cute and got jealous when there was a female character on the show. True story. Um, Did this, did watching this episode, and we'll get into the specific episode, but did watching this episode trigger any more MacGyver memories for you? No, because she was like a kid. 
He was Who like, was? Uncle. Were? He was like, hot uncle. No, it's the girl. Oh, the girl in it. Yeah, no, no. I'm not talking about the specific jealousy. I'm just oh. saying, like, did it, tr- <laughs> did it, oh. <laughs> I don't mean, did it trigger jealousy for you? I mean, did it no. trigger any more memories of the, of MacGyver as like, only watching of how it? hot I thought he was. That, that's it. <laughs> it's the only thing. Yeah. 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 No, there's so many funny things that, that I never would have known back then. But just, I find as like, because this is, my wheelhouse is music. I find the music hysterical. And it is. Yeah. It's like the way that it just slightly teases the theme song. It's like, <laughs> are we supposed to notice or not? No, I, those yeah. are the kinds of things that I find. There's so many funny things. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the ones that. Yeah. But you are hyper aware of the music, which is. Yeah. yeah. In everything, all mm-hmm. soundtracks. It's like. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Do you, uh, I'm trying to think, is there a comparable show that you were like obsessed with as a kid that uh, like, you had to do a podcast about a show that oh you were obsessed with as a kid? God. Or was I just the only lunatic? <laughs> I mean, I watched a lot of like TGIF. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like common answer family matters and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Family matters. And what was the other one? Step by step. All yeah. those um, full house, all of it. I mean, you and I yeah, used to, there was a small window of time where we were latchkey kids and we had never like really taken a bus in our whole lives because right. we lived like 20 miles from school and my mom would just drive us and we just got used to my mom driving us and picking us up from school and the whole thing. She was kind of a sucker with that. Like she would drive us. She was a sucker, but she also taught at the school that we went to for usually a lot she did, of our not year. always. And, but I remember there was like, it might've even just been like a four month window, but it was like, we were allowed to take the bus all the way home. And then we had to oh, walk the yeah. last quarter mile up the hill and we would just wow. sit and fucking make bagel sandwiches and eat and watch yeah. full house at four in the afternoon until she got home. I really think that's where my obsession with carbs began. Was onion, <laughs> onion like lots flavored of bagel. blenders, bagels from like oh, the freezer gross. section, dude. Oh, and I would blenders. eat like three of them and be like, this is the greatest day of my life. No parents and three oh, bagels. My God. Do you remember the, the Murray lender commercials? Like oh. I'm Murray Lender and I it was yeah. like this <laughs> frozen bagels. Oh God. I find those so offensive. Of course. Of course. As a New Yorker, you must be like, oh, I'm so like, sorry. Why would <laughs> anyone? Because there was no alternative. There's nothing yeah. else. Yeah. That was it. Oh my yeah. God. I would love to eat a Lender's bagel right now and see what it tastes like. It's probably like just like cardboard. Oh, but I'm horrible. sure it's half preservatives yeah. and like who knows what's, yeah. Yep. I, I don't know. Yep. But that, yeah, that takes me at Lender's bagels. Yeah. I haven't seen that <laughs> pop up in a while. Good. Then, then we've all done well for ourselves oh, if we haven't it. seen a Lender's bagel in a while. <laughs> yeah. My, I, oh. it, that reminds me of something that happened, um, recently in my household where, uh, one of my husband's coworkers wanted him to go to Applebee's and he was like, they're like, yeah, they're, they're doing indoor dining again. And he was like, yeah, the pandemic is not what has been keeping me out of Applebee's. Like that is, was longstanding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yikes. That's, I mean, an Applebee's is like, you're kind of last resort in a food desert. You know, you're like, okay, well, I got to have something. I guess that I'll get a is, salad you're there. At like an outlet mall. And that is the mm. only thing they have to right. eat. Yeah. Right. It's the only thing open. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I feel like we should jump into this episode of MacGyver because we all just have so many exciting thoughts about, <laughs> about this incredible episode. What cinema, the cinema, God. Oh, the, the great cinema. Um, uh, but we need to refresh uh, our memory and our listeners memory of what happened in this episode. Annie, you want to summarize what happened yes. in Bushmaster? <laughs> I hope you didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't watch it twice. Uh, our yeah. apologies to our listeners who have just watched yeah. Bushmaster. I hope you didn't watch it, but this is a summary if you did not. Uh, so MacGyver goes to Latin America to rescue Joe Henderson, a Bushmaster champ, uh, something that is never fully explained. <laughs> Henderson has crash landed in a country that has just had a coup and the military there is framing him for espionage. MacGyver's plans are complicated by Henderson's daughter, Kelly, stowing away on his rescue mission in a foolish attempt to prove herself to her father who she thinks has always wanted a son. In spite of this distraction, MacGyver manages to break Henderson out of his cell with the help of a local contact, commandeer a jeep with no tires, and ride it along some railroad tracks until all three of them are safely over 
the border. And that is this episode. Amazing. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, start by talking about the low-hanging fruit, the stuff we absolutely have to talk about about this episode. Jen, what were the things that you first noticed or like have to talk about with regard to this episode? Anything? Okay. So the first, I was so confused, but like the holes are so big that mm-hmm. I genuinely wondered if I was like, having a stroke and I couldn't remember. <laughs> I was like, and I watched it with, I made my husband watch it with me and he's never seen an episode of MacGyver. And oh, as a, as a, he's, <clears throat> he, he kept asking how much longer. <laughs> the episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel did that particular question Ooh, yeah. uh, before as well. <laughs> I just feel like the setup was weird. The, 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 fr- like, like where he's like, where is he? And why? like, where's the guy? First of all, 100%. Joe Henderson is a very famous jazz saxophone player. And so, <laughs> really? uh, yeah, I mean, like, um, that was distracting at first. You mean uh, like, I've got to quote Pete here. You mean the Joe Henderson? Yeah, yeah exactly. Pete, yeah. Jesus There's Christ. so many of those. We'll get to it. But, you yeah. know, like the, we don't have a train. <laughs> so many really great anyway uh yeah no the whole beginning with the oh you think that they're dead and oh mm-hmm. it's just this girl and you know did the beginning uh fool any of us for any amount of time um the- it got me the train <laughs> exercise oh, good. Yeah, it got me <laughs> Oh, good. This is the one where he dies. Okay, yeah, cool. The training when he gets, I mean, when the gun is out there and he, mm-hmm. you know, that was the first thing. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Um, yeah. yeah, no, they got me with that little training exercise. I mean, it, it's understandable why, because they do make the effort to make sure that the paint guns they're using fire like real guns. Like they have a gun sound effect every time someone gets shot. So you, there's no reason to suspect that it's anything other than live ammunition. Right. And they're in, you know, what appears to be some kind of, you know, rustic setting. So you're like, okay, like you could be out in the mix here. Um, but I do want to talk about like when they actually get into this, uh, this, these military dudes who were there, like just all the white people, like they casted all yeah. the white people to be this Latin American military, which just felt so straight. Like, why? Why, 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 why? I I didn't really clock that, but I did clock that a lot of the Spanish that's spoken is very cartoony. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you know, like there's a line when the when they say "el americano es muy peligroso." Yeah, <laughs> it's like whoa. <laughs> it's like people who don't speak Spanish. I bet you at least know they're saying the American. Yeah, yeah. There's so yeah. many americanos, and, and I it's it but took me delicious. a second. I'm like, what is this? Like as I watch all these like soldiers scurry around this camp, uh, what am I? What am I reminded of when I watch this happen? And I realized it's a video game. You know, like it's a video game of like just extras running around that you have to fire at and then forget about. And like the same random walls, the same like (laughs) shacks where you're like, what occurs in there? Exactly. Go into the church and find this. Of, yeah, the weird, like, okay, now you're in this room. There's like four raw materials that you have to find. Well, that's the other thing is like uh, you pass by a chicken coop and then you have a radiator that is leaking. Well, you have to go back to the chicken coop and get the egg and then go back to the radiator and plug Mm -hmm. the radiator. That's like a video game thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It reminds me of like Westworld or something like it was yeah. just a strange little yeah, simulation yeah you're stuck in a weird place you have to figure out what you need to do to like end it right. um, <laughs> that, that is how I felt I also just do want to talk about Kelly real quick we because that scene to me the most unintentionally funny thing <laughs> I have ever heard in my life is her just saying yeah he was like my mother and my father I was like his daughter and his son and his CEO and his accountant and his cousin and I'm like what are you trying to what? say <laughs> what? what are you trying to say that poor poor woman had to play this character that had no like so she is good enough to beat MacGyver at this thing at the beginning and then mm-hmm. good enough to sneak onto a plane wearing a parachute. <laughs> and then once she drops in, uh, she's utterly useless. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The first watch of this episode, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The moment when he shushes her towards the end, <laughs> I, I turned it off. I was I like, nope, we're done. <laughs> I, I So you guys are going to have to tell me what happens because I was so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was like, nope, no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because it's like, and and this is, we're so used to having MacGyver interacting with like 
little kids or teenagers, but mm-hmm. somebody who's like old enough to be an adult, but not old enough to be his love interest. It, they didn't know what yeah. to do with that. They were like, it okay. was an awkward, it was a very yeah. awkward age to have he just treat her with. like a little girl, you know? Yeah. It's like, she, is she a kid? Is she like, it, it was just too awkward of a, a, a an age. I thought. Yeah. And yeah. like, if they were trying to make her boyish, they also didn't do a very good job. She just no. like, no. looked like a regular person yeah. until the end. Right. <laughs> Which we'll get to. But we can talk about it now if you want. If- okay, good. Okay. So like her coming out of the car with her daddy in like yep. a pretty white dress, like yep. in her hair all done. They're like, whoa, who is this? What am Every I even fucking looking time at? on this show? Oh my and god. And then and then the end where he says he's like, you can decide which team you want to play for. <laughs> it's like Oh, I didn't think of that as like a sexual orientation thing, but no, because it was too early for that joke. But yeah, anyway, no, it was just it was like, yeah, it was just like, don't worry, you've earned my approval, which is ultimately the most important thing. Um, Just, yeah, very strange. Yeah. And now she has license to be the pretty young woman that she always wanted to be right who and never has been doing to this... fire a gun ever right again. she's been doing this bush mastering thing because she thought her dad <laughs> i mean i've been waiting for permission to wear a pretty white dress this whole time no one's told me that i can so i, I really done it you, right you have my permission <laughs> you can wear a pretty white dress anytime you want this this was less successful than there's an episode that we frequently reference on this podcast called uh ugly duckling which has its own issues with this mm-hmm. sort of thing but at least the character is like She's kind of a tough kid. She's like a tough tomboy kind of kid with a jean jacket. And she's like a smart, like computer programmer. And by the, the end, she's got Sorry. the jean jacket that Annie has right now. In yes. her closet. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> um, but the end of that has like this reveal where she's in a pretty dress and she's become this like glamorous girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the difference with this one is like, like. In, at least there, you believed that she was like a rough and tumble tomboy. And with this, I never got the sense that this woman was anything but just like uh, Martin Sheen's daughter, <laughs> 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 which is who she is. Um, but um, in like a cadet hat, that's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, she doesn't nothing about her screams like, oh, yeah, she's like paramilitary. Right. <laughs> no, no. But just the idea that like. I mean, the storyline of a kid who thinks that her dad wanted to have a son is like, that would just never, ever fly now. Mm-hmm. And the idea that that was like an acceptable storyline is just bonkers to me. Well, especially because I feel like the the storyline that's more classic that we've seen more often is like the dad who struggles with having to play both roles, um, you know, as a parent. Mm. That's a more interesting story, you know, right. like you could have just like played with that a little bit um, yeah. instead of having it, you know, be this really like strange thing where she blames herself somehow for the fact that like her mom's not around and, and also she's an only child. Like it just didn't work. Also didn't need it. It was like, if if you want to make this character like, Oh, this is kind of a badass character wants to help save her father. We don't need a reason for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like all she has to say is like, yeah, this is my one living parent. Like they had to be like, you have to understand this girl's doing not girl things because her dad (laughs) thinks she should be a boy. (laughs) It's like, what? And also, are we just supposed to believe that her dad is this amazing mega badass without <laughs> knowing anything? Like, there's no flashbacks to him doing anything amazing. Mm-mm. Right, right. There's just like mention of it. And then MacGyver says to the daughter once, like, so it's really, it's really good at what he does. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, I don't know. He's, I don't know what that means. It's like more of a man than I'll ever be or whatever. Oh, yeah. she said. <laughs> what is a Bushmaster? Do either yeah. of you know? I. By context, I imagine he won this contest seven years in a row and everyone loves him for it. Right. But what is this contest? Oh, is that what you is that what is it? This, was it the Bushmaster contest? I think so. Watched? Yeah. Oh, I think I'll the thing got, they were doing at the beginning that. is it's like paintball for for military commandos. You know what I mean? Like or it's yeah. some kind of training oh, exercise. Oh, I OK. I I follow you now. So this yeah. is the Bushmaster competition. Right. He yep, is like never got the that king of this thing. Yeah. I thought he was like some I, I don't know. 
Yeah, someone out in the bush who is yeah. like a total badass. <laughs> oh, I see. Doing yeah. All the badass things right. masterfully. Right. Master. You were expecting someone who's like eating berries and living in a yes. hut or yeah. some shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And shit. He's like this overweight, limping old man in a flight <laughs> yeah, suit. Yeah, it's like you yes. are just a dude. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't seem so amazing. He's just a guy who they got were, captured. There were several shots up. that I noticed that he had like the lines on his sideburns from where his eyeglasses used to be. <laughs> because clearly he was like studying his lines between takes. <laughs> it's like real badass. <laughs> yeah, nothing says badass like a tan line from glasses. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there were some fun things in here. Uh, the country down there just won't budge. I love a uh, Central American country that they refuse to name. That's always fun. Yeah, I was curious if I missed that or yeah, that's intentional. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And like, why the place that they were hiding out behind like the tin, like (laughs) you know, like where? How come there was never anyone in there? It's where they like hid out. Like when when they first got there, when they found the jeep. Right, right, right. Like when they first got there, and when they found the jeep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like how come nobody's ever in that that giant space? There's patrols of soldiers everywhere. Also, I think it's funny that like the soldiers just like half-ass salute each other every single time they Mm -hmm. pass each other. Yeah, yeah. We've seen these. uh, These. It's for some reason the Central American. Mexican kind of soldiers in this show. It does always feel like we got some army shirts out of the costume room (laughs) and we put them on these guys. Like you don't believe them as military people. They just look like extras in green shirts. They look like they were pulled off the street. They look like they came in out out of a donut shop and they're supposed to be these like military coup dudes. Like, no, like you clearly were just hanging out behind the warehouse (laughs) at the studio. How's your vague Latin American accent? You got one of those? (laughs) Yeah. None of that worked for me. I didn't, there was, you know, this is one of those where like, once we got a taste of like a couple episodes ago, we met Murdoch. um, And once we got a taste of these like kind of more fun, fleshed out villains, characters it's Mm. really hard to go back to like the faceless like who gives a shit military coup villain like (laughs) truly i could not name a single person um that was part of this so it was just like do you remember murdoch jen flat yeah i remember that name but i don't remember the character i'm he was sure the character with like the half burned face who kept coming back every time they oh, thought yeah. he was dead and then every yeah, episode yeah, would like yeah, fall yeah. off a cliff or something and die yeah. just a like, crazy ah! person yeah. yeah crazy dude who just like continues to almost die but then come back yeah. like he's yeah. got a thing he's got personality he's got yeah. jokes he's got a little bit of you know a, a streak he's like a joker-esque guy yeah um and then these guys are completely like faceless compared to that and it's just really hard um, to for this show to keep bouncing around so yeah, much yeah. with these villains. But the one thing I will say about this episode is that the actual MacGyverisms were better than what we've seen the past couple of episodes, True. I think. Yeah, there were some good ones. Um, yeah, the MacGyverisms, I will agree with you. The um, the I just think this, was, this episode was poorly directed to the point where I... I I looked it up and I was like, okay, this guy who directed this episode only only directed two episodes of MacGyver in the entire run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been noticing it. The, I only notice it because we had um, the Afghanistan. So in the Afghanistan episode, there's a kid and we talked to the actor who played the kid and he, the the actor who played the kid talked about the director and the director's name was yes, Cliff yes, Bull. Yes. And now every time the director's name Cliff Bull comes up, I remember the stories he was telling about this director. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed Cliff Bull has been directing several of our favorite episodes recently i'm like oh he's kind of he's getting good at what at what he does and i imagine in a show like this like you know if you've directed half a dozen of them you do get better at like knowing yeah. how that well, whole operation you runs get what works what doesn't in this format right. and that kind of yeah. thing and yeah. this feels like uh, a first-time director who doesn't know how to handle anything uh with this show trying to yeah, like force his way too through much a... fucking going on like yeah. there's yeah. just there's a lot of elements to juggle um in this show so i don't I certainly don't envy coming into that role. No. My other thought was a button-down shirt and a heavy leather jacket yeah. is a poor uniform for that oh. climate. 
Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> does not work. Yeah, that does not work. Um, but I liked the egg thing. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and the the like Freon, was he like using Freon from an air conditioner to like yeah, spray to that thing? I thought that was, yeah. yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, once again, I found myself like the, the perennial issue I have. I'm like, why are you locking him in this place with everything he needs? Like, come on, let's. <laughs> Let's make this guy be a little more creative. He's got ropes. He's got rats. Oh, in the rats. I don't know how I could have forgotten. <laughs> the messenger rat. He'll just, the he's been trying rat, to get yes. back in the, like from the pipe. He just, like, yes. the rat sits there and wants to get in, 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 in for hours, apparently. Because he's been there. at this for hours. Yeah. And then they all they have to do is just turn him around and he just runs right out. I thought Not really- only does he run right out, but when he runs out, he stands there with the guy who grabs him. The guy drops him and he just sits yeah, there because he he's like, a trained. Like, what are you doing? It's a fucking trained rat. Yeah. He won't even walk out of the shot. Yeah. But- oh, God. I did think to myself, okay, so you have this inside man who is smuggling Freon, who's cutting Freon out of a refrigerator and smuggling it into you through a tube who ostensibly has keys to the fucking cell, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and you're going through all this trouble to break the lock. He can just let you out. And yeah. then, you know, once they do break the lock, then a guy comes up to the door and they do the old bonk him on the head and he immediately, immediately. capsizes. Mm-hmm. For quite a while, too. Yeah. Little trivia, John Shuck, who's the guy who played the dad, um, he is, uh, I thought, a few interesting pieces of trivia about him. He's a character actor who's been in everything. He was the first person to use the F word in a major motion picture. Wow. (laughs) It was 1970, and it was the movie MASH. He said the Oh, interesting. Um, And he also uh, has the distinction of, like, many, many, many actors who are in MacGyver was also in uh, a couple of the Star Trek shows. And his ex-wife... Uh, went on to marry Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> so it's all uh, all connected. Anyway, you mean the <laughs> Joe Henderson? <laughs> Bushmaster? Bushmaster. Um, anything else that jumps out? Uh, we didn't really talk about the, the finale, but. The finale, I think, I, I joked earlier, I did go back and watch the finale. I, I felt like, um, again, the the kind of villains did not work for me and part of that was like how easily they gave up like (laughs) catching these guys yeah like it just felt like it was just like all right well you know fair enough (laughs) yeah it's like a video game you get out of their yeah their area literally out of their like (laughs) they're doing circles behind you yeah they're just they they like have a border they can't cross and it's just like (laughs) like, oh there's these big trees kind of sticking out of the we're gonna get around those it's gonna slow way down yeah it's just hard Mm. in these episodes to ever feel like macgyver is in real danger Mm. you know because these these climax has happened and it's just like all right well we are you know we got away from these thugs and all right that's it like on to the next um they took their sweet ass time once they got over the old bridge yes. it's like oh 10 seconds later there's the helicopter <laughs> like, they're i guess they're still safe. only like 12 feet behind you I'm but it's a sure. border maybe i think they can't go past the bridge it's I a mean, border i think that's who? what they yeah. were you know they could still but, shoot them but here's the thing like this is yeah. a long-standing issue with the show that i have complained <laughs> about many times yeah. it's like this show does not understand how international borders work like they seem <laughs> to have this idea that like the minute you cross over a border like you cannot be harmed um, in any way. <laughs> yeah. and no one can shoot you no one can you know follow you um it's just yeah and that the crossing it. of the border is always easy you don't yes always yeah. easy no checkpoints there's no nothing it's yeah. just you all we have to do is get there if you're if there is a <laughs> checkpoint the woman you're with happens to have banged the guy who works it <laughs> that, oh, that yeah? is something that has oh, happened in it was the terry hatcher episode, episode. That was the Terry Hatcher episode. <laughs> but also it's just the idea that like everyone at any border, no matter where you on the, are in the world, is ready to open any American with open arms as yeah. long as you run to them, um, right. which is just 
uh, not the way. That's very <laughs> false. Happen. Super false. Definitely not now. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, you're no. American. Come right this way. No, it's like leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Um, the most peril MacGyver was ever in, and this most scared I was for him was when uh, she she blows it and like uh, doesn't have the passport, and then she mm-hmm. hides. Oh, they shoot this old man, right? This poor old man is like begging for his life, which is a very unsettling, yes, sort of dark thing for this episode, um, where he's like pleading for his life. We don't see him get shot, but we hear the 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 mm-hmm. firing squad uh, murder him, and then she screams, and then that gives them all away, and then she screams. She's a girl, and yeah, she's yeah, so right. Scared. She's a she's bushmaster, bush, but she's, she's bushmaster junior, first, but first a girl, but, then a bushmaster. Yes. Um, but then, of course, like the the lie, you know, falls apart because she has a bag full of guns, right? Um, that that moment was like the most genuine peril that MacGyver was ever really mm-hmm. in. After that, he was just kind of like the fucking tour guide. Just yes. wandering around wherever yeah. we happen to be, whatever that was. Right. That place. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for us to get to the scoring because I just... Um, let's do I it. Just, <laughs> I forgot there was uh, scoring. Let's do it. Um, well, first, we're going to take a break. But when we return, we're going to find out a little more about what Jen's up to these days. And we're going to rank this episode on our super scientific DTNP rating system. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Quick question. You ever find yourself deep diving headfirst into a Wikipedia article about some random topic you absolutely don't need to know about? But then, after learning everything about it, you feel smart and even happy? Well, here's the thing. Same here. So naturally, we did what we had to do and started a podcast. Hey, I'm Maggie. And I'm Maddie. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Okay, Fine, What? Each week, one of us learns everything about a random topic suggested by our guest. Then teaches the other, and you, all about it. So strap in and strap on. And get ready to say, Okay, Okay, Fine, What? Have a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. If you like what you hear, like and subscribe. If not, have a great day. We're back with our guest, Jen. Um, Before we get into our scoring stuff here, uh, where can people find you? Uh, Where can they find out about what gigs you're playing this summer? Where can they buy your shit, et cetera? Ooh, well, I'm huge in Latin America. Um, <laughs> Any particular country or just Latin nope, America? Nope, just the yeah. general area. I think they say San Perez at the end, which yeah. is not yeah, a place. Nice. It was like <laughs> painted nice on the bus, but you yeah. couldn't really make it out. Oh, the the, not, the bus from 1920 with the chickens yeah. on it? Yeah. With the things <laughs> on the top. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you can go to jenniferhartswick.com, which has virtually nothing there right now because I haven't done anything in a year. Mm. But new dates coming for sure. Things are starting to trickle in. So cool. you can always do that or go stream some music because who buys music anymore? Do you want to talk about uh, recording uh, an album? Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording a new album in two weeks. Awesome. And what is yeah. the sort of like plan for when that might hit the world? Oh, Schneikers. I don't know. Takes a while. Um, it depends because releasing a record when you can't tour it properly mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Right. So I think in my mind, we hold off until we know what things look like a little better. Right. Um, but it'll be done by the end of the summer. And um, cool. I can't well, wait. I will expect a sneak peek of it. Duh. <laughs> you are my only sibling. Uh, my personal assistant. <laughs> um, okay, great. Well, uh, we're going to move on to our final segment here. It's time for It's Classified. We are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is. So we are going to rate this episode. Yes. As you may remember, Jen, this is kind of a rapid fire thing. We're going to rate it in a couple of different categories. Uh, the categories have changed a wee bit since the last okay. time you were on. Um, the first question that we have for you is, on a scale of one to 10, uh, how exciting was this episode? I feel like we've kind of talked about this. What do you think, Jen? Uh, Jen was is holding happens? up a number as as like a swimming judge might do. <laughs> yes, a six. <laughs> a, six. a six. Is there a reason that your, your, your ballot is silent? <laughs> Well, because you can see it. Oh, yes. I mean, I also can hear you. Okay, six. Six. (laughs) Six. Do you want to do you want to elaborate on why or no? I think we've elaborated enough on this terrible episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, now you're fanning yourself with it like with a debutante. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's uh, hot in here. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, what about you, Annie? Two. I hated every <laughs> excruciating second of it. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, I gotta agree. It was, I felt the same way about my second watch of it. I was like, ah, I cannot do this. I have to fast forward some of this mm-hmm. shit. You guys um, both watched it twice. Is that what you normally do? Not yeah, always, we, but- we actually prepare for this podcast, which probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just, I hate that that, I hate that that's the preparation for you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else it would be, but I kind of hate that for you. Sometimes I will just watch it once and I will try to like write down a couple of notes and I come to the podcast a little less prepared than usual. That happens occasionally. But what I prefer to do is enjoy the watch first mm-hmm. because I would prefer to and just put it on and watch it like nice. a like oh I'm gonna pretend I'm nine again and I'm gonna watch right. this episode yeah. and then invariably I can't I'm not taking notes during that so I kind of need to go back and touch base with it again before we record this is all gonna be cut out um <laughs> but um I, yeah I mean I was just as I was watching this the second time I was like oh my god I can't do this anymore it's so fucking boring um so I'll give it yeah. a three and a half. Wow. Ooh. Wow. I'm sorry for my high score, you guys. No, no. No, it's, this uh, is your your moment. You I don't have a lot to compare it to, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, you well, you have uh what was it? What was the name of your episode? I can't remember. It was about Harry, Grandpa Harry and Oh, yeah. we had Grandpa Harry. That was yep. a good one as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. How well crafted was this episode on a scale of one to ten? This is writing, directing, acting, editing. All of that. She's writing, people. She's writing. This is very different what you've chosen to do here. We've never had a guest do this before. I'm going to just hope that you see the <laughs> five. No, no, point no, no, the, five. Should, point five. Zero. Okay. <laughs> like half of one. It should be point zero five. point five. That's yeah. why there's an arrow pointing to the point. Okay, point five. Okay, okay, I give okay. it a point five. <laughs> Okay, this is for sure the lowest anyone's ever ever scored <laughs> yes, this category. Love it. Well, that was um, really that part. I should bad. just make you go back and watch the episode called Eagles is what I should do. Um, <laughs> Annie, what do you think? I'm going to say one, everybody involved should be ashamed of themselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my good. God. All right, oh, great. Um, one. Hey, you know what? The prologue fooled you it can't have been that poorly made that's Not why that i got the one is that why I got... zero i yeah no i yeah. i factored believe me i factored <laughs> everything into my <laughs> okay. you think i came to this lightly okay i stand corrected um all right i'm not going to be quite this low about it i'll give it a four on a scale of one to five how innovative was this episode? This is the MacGyverisms, the shitty makes. Okay. How innovative was MacGyver in this episode? One to five. Oh, let's see. We got the gun thing at the beginning with the mm-hmm. shoelace. We got the eggs and the radiators. Yeah, it's the egg. It's the Freon thing. It's the rat thing. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the putting all of her ammunition and gasoline into a bag and chucking it off the, <laughs> the moving Jeep. Yeah, without her. They would have chased right over the border. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go a solid middle of the road trace. Trace. Okay. Three. Okay. Uh, what about you, Annie? Um, I agree with three. I think this is better than um, a few episodes we've seen recently. And he, he does get creative. So three. Yeah. Yeah, the moment when he does, he makes the bomb to throw off of the train uh, is funny to me because the idea behind a MacGyverism is usually that like every component of the MacGyverism is important, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so he doesn't <laughs> put four things together unless they're all there. necessary. Right. Right. And he's just shoving shit in there. Like you could do that with gas. You didn't need the bullets too, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And I do weird. think it's kind of cheap when he uses bombs and explosives. Cause it's like, dude, you're anti-gun, but you're pro bomb. Yeah, like I'm right. not believing. And the bomb this. is usually not, like, yeah, he's usually not chucking. No, it's not trying to kill people, right, but right. it's it's still But like, this, you could argue, he principle. could easily have killed people with this bomb. Yes. Like, this is not a diversion. He may have. This, is like, this isn't the first time he's done something and then ran away so quickly that we never find out what <laughs> happened to any of the people. So I don't it's know. Like, they're really good at this. They have the bad guy jump <laughs> out of the Jeep. Then you see an empty Jeep go over the cliff. Like, it's, right. they're yeah. very careful about that on the show. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a three as well. Um, uh, one to five, 80s cool fact. Actor. Uh, on a scale of one to five, how cool is this from a 80s pop culture standpoint? Only for the leather jacket. Two for the leather okay. jacket. Two for the leather jacket. All right. I'll take it. How about you, Annie? 
I didn't think this was a very cool episode. Um, We were, you know, running around an unnamed country. Uh, The Bushmaster challenge did not seem particularly cool to me. So I'm saying one. Really? Oh, man. This is the rare category that I think I would score it higher because the whole prologue in the bush was like, to me, so 80s to me. Like, maybe I'm just like going back to what I used to think was cool when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. but like a bunch of guys running around in camo trying to catch the, <laughs> capture the flag with like yeah, fake I don't guns think that's and stuff. Cool. <laughs> it's fucking, I just thought it was cool. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. You're right. There's not like a lot of like sexy stuff happening. There's yeah. no like cool cars or uh, she's kind of a hot 80s babe, but like also a kid. So not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going three because I think it's cooler than uh, some other ones. There's a couple bonus categories. Uh, this is just true or false. Does he help out an old friend in this episode? I is that guy? Relationship to that guy, really. They did not really go into that. It seems more like he's hired MacGyver than he's friends yeah. with, right? I'm going to say no. It, okay. Like when he helps out an old friend, we know it. You know it, they right? Hit yeah. us over the head. Yeah, they would have been like so. Joe Henderson and I. We used to be in Nam together. <laughs> exactly. <It'd laughs> yeah. be like, we had that one night at that hotel, and uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> very strange. <laughs> the uh-huh. Cafe Mozart. I'll never forget that. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's a no, Jen. Uh, what do we need to know about the real Joe Henderson? Is he good? Should we look him up? Yes. <laughs> okay. Is, is this a yes or no question? Yes. <laughs> I'm just. I want to put. Yes. I'll put a link in the Joe show notes Henderson? so people can yes. check out the real Joe Henderson. Yes. Um. Okay, so uh, that doesn't happen. Is he detained against his will? Of course, he's locked up with Joe Henderson. uh, So he gets five points for that. Uh, If he is, if yes, then does his escape involve duct tape, paper clips, or a Swiss Army knife? I don't think he uses any of those things Mm -mm. to escape. Uh, So he does not get those extra points. All right, that concludes It's Classified. It's time to reveal the results. Out of a total possible 100 points, this (laughs) episode receives 37 points. Making it the second worst episode of season two so far. Uh, Just above the the aforementioned Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, thanks, you guys. Thanks for getting me to watch this one. Oh, my goodness. You know what? You know, you know how sometimes like I want to apologize, but I also it's good that you're my sister. You know what I mean? <laughs> Only for this reason. Because I know it's not going to ruin our relationship the way it might right. with someone else. It's you know? already ruined. <laughs> yeah, that damage has been done with the lender's bagels years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now I want I do want to show you a picture of how cool this may have been in the 80s, how cool Joe Henderson actually is. Oh, oh wow. Dang. Yeah. He's so much cool. cooler. He's so that's much cooler cool than now. That is the Joe Henderson. That's the yeah, Joe. Henderson. That's the Joe, not the dude who goes to, you know, paintball camp or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Sixth time. They tried paintball camp master, but that wasn't a good time. Yeah, that was good. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Um, so is that it? Anybody else have anything to add before we close it out? Um, let's just hope uh, things get better next week. Yeah, I really uh, hope for you guys. on this show. I'm, I know, I'm, right? Yes. Amazing. Jen, thanks for being here. This was fun. Thank, thank you. What yeah. else would I have done with an hour of my day? I don't know. Plenty of other things. Well, keep that whiskey handy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If, if you want, if it makes any difference, uh, Annie and I also watched an episode of Love Boat today, and that was a delight. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was a delight. <laughs> it was great. Just for fun, you were like, hey, guys, do you want to watch It happened our- to have Richard Dean Anderson in it. Yes, oh. and it's for our Patreon, which yep. if people want to join you can hear fun little you know we drop into all kinds of other shows and we yeah. do fun stuff so that sounds awesome it's a good time all right gang uh that is our show uh thanks for listening everybody don't forget to check out our website at the macgyverpod.com and our socials and our patreon it's all at the macgyverpod if you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us you can check them out for free on pluto tv or watch on paramount plus or you can buy the episodes on amazon amazon prime Join us next week when we will be breaking down Season 2, Episode 20, Friends. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, Friends, friends are, are the, the adventures, adventures of life. life. Good night, everybody.